This is Out of the Basement, a podcast dedicated to radiation medicine. This is Dr. Jason Becta crawling at you out of the muddy Vermont mountain basements here with another episode of Out of the Basement with everyone's favorite topic, American healthcare finances. I really am this exciting in real life, I promise you. And so with the release of the payment model rocker or the proposed payment model rocker, there have been a lot of conversations regarding the role of Astro and other entities, organizations, individuals working to preserve the reimbursement to radiation oncology. And as a key part of, of this conversation, when IMRT or intensity modulated radiation therapy exploded, and it was an explosion onto the scene in the early 2000s, the decade that followed huge and unexpected growth in Medicare reimbursement to radiation oncology, specifically for IMRT. And as I can't remember, I don't think I've released these episodes yet, but as there's been kind of drafts or, or writings or things, this kind of artificially buoyed radiation oncology as a whole for that decade. Because as many will recall, with the sky is always falling mantra in the 90s, there was also concern about oversupply similar to today. And there was a lot of contraction and kind of gearing up for a hard road ahead. And then IMRT happened and gained widespread adoption in the early 2000s. And then there was this decade of just reimbursement. And this did not escape the government's notice. And so then about after 10 years or so, starting in 2010, 11, 12, somewhere around there, there really was a concerted effort to significantly reduce reimbursement for radiation oncology, specifically IMRT, but radiation oncology as a whole. And it should be noted that this was not isolated to us, that there has just been a general recognition that procedural-based specialties, generally the way the Medicare system is written, benefit from procedures and the less procedure-based, more cognitive-based specialties, primary care, don't benefit as much. And so there has been attempts to equalize those reimbursements over the last 10 years with the definition of equal varying based on who is defining the word. But it just it's worth pointing out that it's not just radiation oncology. The, there are many stories. What I just said in those sentences is incredibly broad, and there's a lot of stories deep within those, buried within those, that kind of historical description that we can all, we'll explore later on. But the question should be, how is the sausage made? When a society or entity or individual or organization claims to have influenced reimbursement, what does that mean? How does the system work? Because of how small radiation oncology is, still too many of us, still small, still too many. There aren't really a lot of players in this space of reimbursement influence and whatnot. That means we only have a handful of professional societies, a handful of billing agencies, consultants, vendors, whatever. There's not a lot of them. Billing agencies in particular is an oligarchy, which is a whole other thing for a future episode. But the one of the key players in that space is American Medical Accounting and Consulting, founded in 1983, usually written with the acronym AMAC or AMAC. I'm not quite sure how they prefer to say it. I always just say AMAC when I'm reading it because I'm not exactly just talking about billing companies out loud all the time. But they're probably one of the, the biggest players in this space. And so of AMAC, there is an individual named James Hugh III with several letters after his name, as we all like to do. And he's the senior vice president of AMAC and handles all the issues regarding documentation, EHR, compliance, coding, reimbursement, uh, practice management, training, reporting, various, all, all the things that a senior vice president would do. As a warning, disclaimer, this is going to get confusing. It's always confusing. Everything is. Because man has not created a more Byzantine system than Medicare reimbursement from American medicine. But, so we're going to try to define a few terms because the story's crazy. 
and but it, you need to understand a few things. And here's an excerpt. I'm bringing back my AI British buddy because I, I like that. Here's an excerpt from a paper discussing the two key key for us, CMS payment systems, MPFS, and HOPS. CMS utilizes three different payment systems to reimburse healthcare services. Physician office payments are paid through the MPFS. Hospital outpatient services are paid through the Hospital Outpatient Prospective Payment System, HOPS. The hospital inpatient payments are made through the IPPS. CMS recently proposed a new coverage pathway that is dependent on FDA market authorization for breakthrough devices called Medicare coverage of innovative technology. CMS has tools within each system to make payments. Within the MPFS, the tool is the current procedure terminology, CPT code set, maintained by the American Medical Association. In HOPS, CMS utilizes a combination of CPT codes and Healthcare Common Procedure Coding System. HCPCS codes for payment. Although CPT codes describe procedures or services provided by physicians, HCPCS codes identify drugs, supplies, equipment, and non-physician services not represented in CPT. The CPT and HCPCS codes are grouped into payment categories called ambulatory payment classifications on the basis of the geometric mean cost. This is one of those all elephants are animals, but not all animals are elephants situations. And most of the time when we as doctors are talking about RVUs, we mean WRVUs. And WRVUs are a component of the Medicare payment. So just to recap, the payment made from Medicare to a doctor for a service is calculated as the sum of the WRVUs, practice expense RVUs, and malpractice RVUs, which are corrected for based on geography. Then this sum is multiplied by a conversion factor, which is the dollar per RVU, which is around $33, $34 and voila payment. This is the thing that, uh, as I'm recording this, it's uh, the middle of July and CMS just released new numbers and you might see on Twitter or in other places people talking about a, a couple percent cut in the conversion factor being compared to the 1992 conversion factor, which is $31-ish, but this is what that is and why that matters. So that's for the physicians, that's the MPFS. And the payment to hospitals for a service includes the CPT codes that we're all familiar with, again, we being physicians and the HCPCS codes. But when it's described in these relatively simplistic terms, it's assuming a classic professional services agreement, private practice model where the doctor bills and collects professional payments, independent of the hospital billing and collecting technical payments, with the majority of physicians now, W-2 employees, the entity that employs the physician, is billing both professional and technical services and paying the doctor an agreed upon amount, which is usually tied to the WRVUs alone, which is why we focus on them so much. And it's, again, painting in broad strokes here, the WRVUs, usually the major component of a CPT code's value. See, this is, this is it's very confusing, but the key part here, MPFS is physicians, OP, or HOPS, OP, PS, hospitals, and so if you ever looked at your hospital's billing or spreadsheets or been in those budget meetings, and I think many of us over the years will learn to just recognize certain CBD codes like back of our hands, and then you'll be looking at budgets and there'll be wacky numbers. You don't know what those are, and those are the HCPCS codes. But, but just to be clear, because that's a key part of this story, that's the whole, the, why this exists, what this means, things like site neutral payments, all those things. It's, again, 800 episodes for another time. But back to the story here. So I spend a lot of time searching around the deepest corners of the internet, reading about coding and billing and other dark arts. Sometimes I FOIA the government about the dark arts too, but that's a story for another time. So that's Freedom of Information Act, but very, very interesting, very useful tool. So in one of my internet searches, I happened upon an email chain and letter submitted to CMS several years ago, authored by AMAC, Jim, James Hugh, in his official capacity at AMAC, dated August 28th, 2015, 
this letter is sent to Andy Slavitt, who is at the time acting administrator at CMS regarding a hops issue. I'll post the documents since I'm I'm gonna I'm transcribing the majority of this with my AI narrator, but I'm gonna leave out some of the gritty details because otherwise this episode would be 1,000 minutes long. But the, these are verbatim translations. So here we go. Letter from AMAC to CMS in August of 2015. AMAC, which represents hundreds of cancer centers in reimbursement, compliance, billing, education, and documentation issues in oncology would like to ask the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services to reconsider NCCI and ASTRO guidance concerning the complex simulation 77290 that occurs days or week prior to an IMRT physics plan cannot be charged. The Medicare Claims Processing Manual states the following. In the context of billing 77301, regardless of the same or different dates of service, CPT code 77014, 77280 through 77295, 77305 through 77321, 77331, 77336, and 77370 may only be billed in addition to 77301 if they are not provided as part of developing the IMRT treatment plan. The very poor wording of this document is a result in 2005 and later dates from a CMS employee taking the wrong transmittal 32 in 2003 and not using the corrected transmittal, 132 in 2004, that has caused all these issues. Yeah, I assume it's obvious why I love this. It's very easy to forget that this entire enterprise isn't perfect, and often it can come down to typos or new employees or miscommunications and butterfly wings, hurricanes that whole deal but in in case you didn't catch that in the transcription he is writing to the centers for medicare and medicaid services and saying hey the billing language here is wrong it changed unexpectedly and the wording is bad and it is probably because you have a new employee and they copied and pasted the wrong thing So a transmittal is the kind of the way the government's communicating these things out to the rest of us. And literally that is the point of the letter is you got a newbie, they copied and pasted the wrong thing. Can you fix it? The letter continues. Transmittal 32. When billing for the planning of IMRT treatment services, CPT code 77280 through 77295 are not to be billed in addition to 77301. However, charges for those services should be included in the charge associated with CPT code 77301. Transmittal 132, which is a correcting to transmittal 32, if using CPT code 77301 to report IMRT planning services, do not report CPT 77301 with the same line item date of service reported for CPT codes 77280 through 77295 if these codes are also billed during a patient course of therapy. CMS instructions make clear that CPT code 77290 may be charged in addition to CPT code 77301 only if these services are not provided as part of developing the IMRT treatment plan. As CMS knows, the simulation process and treatment planning process are two distinct and separate components of the initial treatment preparation process. The skill sets of the practitioners who are involved in the simulation and planning processes are different, to the point that different certifications and registrations are needed to capture and plan the treatment. These services are typically performed on different dates of service, and it is not uncommon to use the initial simulation as a tool to select the appropriate direction for treatment. Given this separate nature of the components, they should be viewed individually and not collectively. The Office of Inspector General has been inappropriately obtaining refunds from hospitals for the past several years because of this issue and has been interpreting the guidance incorrectly. Please see attached history of 77301. Please restore the ability for hospitals to charge 77290 prior to a physics plan being developed, which might be an IMRT plan or it could be a 3D plan. So that's the letter that I obtained on the official government CMS website. Basically, it's part of the official record. Just to clarify, 
or redefine and, and use normal English language in as much as we can because that is a lot of numbers. This is why this is so hard is because that was a lot of mumbo jumbo and this is a very complex thing we do and we don't make it any easier by using these crazy code systems. But what, what basically happened is that so 77301 is the CBT code for IMRT treatment planning. And the so I always assume the majority of people who are listening to this are also radiation oncologists, but just to, to recap, in the course of treatment planning, after the consultation, if we decide that someone needs radiation therapy, the first step is for them to undergo a CT scan, which we call CT simulation, which is historical language, but it's a CT scan. And then we look at that CT scan and we do all of our contouring and treatment planning, or it's handed off to dosimetry and physics for additional planning done in the computer. And what happened was that, so traditionally, and for 3D, this is still the case, but CPT codes are dropped, or when I say dropped, build or paid or whatever. So CPT codes are dropped for each kind of key part of a, a treatment situation where a distinct service or something is performed. Because again, you got to remember that to, to us or to outside viewers, all these things are to get someone on the treatment for radiation therapy. All these things are just how it is. But to really drill down, each of these things that we do is a distinct skill with its own sort of overhead costs, requirements of time, expertise, yada, yada. And so historically, when the CT simulation, when the CT scan for the CT simulation was performed, that's one CPT code dropped, the 77280 or two, through 290. Then when you're doing the treatment planning for IMRT, that is a separate code, 77301. This is logical. I actually it's completely agree with the, the argument here where the those two codes exist and are dropped because those are two distinct things. The CT scan is different than the IMRT treatment planning. It involves different equipment with the simulation requiring a CT scan and the IMRT treatment planning requiring TPS or treatment planning software. The CT scan, CT simulation requires different personnel. So that's usually the radiation therapist and the physician, whereas the IMRT treatment planning involves dosimetry and physics in the, the physician and you should be able to charge both of those because those are two distinct things what the new what that language is and kind of the confusing transmittal what it used to say in some when the corrected in transmittal 132 is that you cannot bill the simulation code at the imrt treatment planning code if they are done on the same day but you can bill the simulation code and the IMRT code if they are done on different days. And then that was how it was going, at least on the hop side for many years. And then this new language unexpectedly came out and it was changed to, you can't ever bill those two together. And what the argument in the letter, which again is also how it is and I agree with it, is that the CT simulation, the CT scan is often like, it's rarely those things because to think about it, the CT scan, CT sim is usually done days to weeks before the IMR treatment plan is done. It is very uncommon to have a CT simulation done, the physician contours everything, dosimetry physics, does all the planning, the physician approves the plan. It's very, it rarely almost never happens where that's done on the same day. So it's usually done the CT sim and then the, the stuff happens days later. More, and this is definitely my practice, this is the argument then, this is how I do it now, the CT simulation data, the, the scan, the DICOM file that is obtained from the simulation is used to help determine whether an IMRT plan is appropriate or not. And again, this is my current practice where we'll have a CT sim booked and the radiation therapist or whoever's doing the prior earth will come to me and ask me if I want to do 3D or IMRT. And I answer them, I am not sure. I need to see the scan. I need to see how this turns out. And then I will do my part of things and I will ask frequently, or not frequently, but I'll ask dosimetry physics to please provide me with a comparison or to try to start doing like a 3D plan. And if it looks like we're going to blow OARs out of the water to then switch over to IMRT. And so that's the crux of, of the issue is that these are two distinct things and CMS is saying, oh, we can't do it. But more so it's that the, this was fixed or quote unquote fixed in the transmittal 132. And then it was changed unexpectedly and the belief is that it was done by an employee kind of copying paste it so again 
all public record. And at the end of the letter, he writes, see attached history of 77301. There is a second PDF on the website, which is what he appears to be the attachment he sent. It's an amalgamation of old emails, a screenshot of the Astro Codebook, and starts with a long narrative that was seemingly written for the AMAC listserv audience. It's weird that it was sent to CMS in this format, but hey, what do I know? The attachment begins. In the past, AMAC has discussed hospital issues with Astro, but since the society is more physician-oriented, we were told by the members that we will assist you and aid you, but AMAC is on its own with regard to OPPS. I think, as we have more dialogue with members, it has become more evident that hospitals have been neglected, and physician issues forced on hospitals over the past several years as Astro is not a hospital organization. Another discussion, another time. Since the Medicare Physician Fee Schedule, MEPFS, is in one galaxy, and the Outpatient Prospective Payment System, OPPS, is in another galaxy, many times what happens on physician side with RUC and RVUs has no bearing on hospitals, as the payment systems are as different as night and day. Just to jump in here, this is the argument that when I, when I am critical of saying Astro has not done an an effective job of lobbying for protecting our reimbursement. The counter argument is, yes, it has by influencing the ruck. So the way this all works in terms of how much, how do we get paid for anything? So there's a conversion factor that's passed by Congress, but so each of these things we do, the CPT code, so IMRT planning or CT simulation, when those are given a code, because those are identified as distinct services, that's the CPT code, then the CPT code is given a value, an RVU value, which is made up of those three subcomponents of the work, practice expense, and malpractice expense, multiplied by the, or, or adjusted for the geography, that the way that is done, because when this was all invented in the 90s, so this was all created by the Harvard researchers in the late 80s, and then this kind of was proposed and implemented in the 90s and adjusted ever since, the the government can't by itself accurately or even hope to write all CPT codes for all of medicine by itself. That's an insane thing, right? And I, there's like thousands and thousands of CPT codes. Recognizing this, they take input from the AMA, the American Medical Association, has the RUC panel or the RUC committee. And that's a group of, I think it's 31 members, but it's a group of physicians, usually appointed by the major medical societies. And they have three meetings a year, and they were the ones that initially helped design all the codes. And so those three meetings a year is where they look at codes or people bring issues saying, are the CPT codes valued correctly as technology changes, practices changes, practice expense changes, so on and so forth. So there's a continuing exploration of, do we feel like the value assigned to these codes is still reflective of reality? Do we need new codes? Should we delete old codes? Should we bundle codes? And the argument is that that is where Astro has done its work, where it is lobbying or working with the AMA RUC, which then the RUC submits its proposals to Congress. So the messed up part about all this is the, or, or sorry, CMS. The messed up part about this is CMS can still do whatever it wants. So while the AMA RUC is where all kind of that's where the sausage is made in that regard, where all the, the nitty-gritty details, things are really discussed. They can, so they, they can have a perfect discussion. So individual physicians, physician societies can meet and work with the RUC and craft the perfect CPT code valuation. Perfect. The AMA RUC can hand this perfect evaluation to CMS, and CMS can just say, cool, brah and literally completely ignore it. It's hard. I haven't seen a more recent one, but back in the day, for, for a long time, the basically 90, 95% of the RUC recommendations was adhered to by CMS. Then starting about 2013, 2014, sometimes it was dipping and maybe continues to dip as low as like 70, 75%. The government, CMS is not beholden to the RUC recommendations, but so that's how far removed we, all from, we are from all this where Astro or other societies are trying to convince the ruck the ruck then decides whatever it wants to do then the ruck can submit that to cms 
And then the CMS has to take what the Rook says and, and do it. That's a lot of points of failure, right? There's a lot of points of, of issues there. So we're very far removed from how this actually goes. And what AMAC is arguing here, and that's just for the MPFS. So that's kind of where, that's the most important thing to us uh, is, again, to, everything kind of dials back to, even if you're employed or PS or private PSAs, that the WRVU is the most important thing for most of us in most situations. And so any sort of, because hops is separate, it is not taken through that ruck process or the ruck is not, doesn't have a, a point with, or doesn't have any sort of thing to do with hops. And this is why Medicare is so confusing because it's not even just one thing. Like when we say Medicare reimbursement, it is so complex. And this is why we have so many issues is that then you get to, again, going back to site neutral patients or payments where if you're in a facility, not a facility, Medicare part A, B, all these things, it's just so complex to so many pieces. But basically we're always, we being physicians are very concerned about all these things in the MP, MPFS, which is AMA RUC. And AMAC here is saying, we notice this error. We've had these issues. We go to Astro doesn't represent us or it says that it doesn't care about the hospitals. There's a very interesting sort of thing because AMAC is, I think they make the claim that later there's 800 hospitals that they work with, but that for this portion of Medicare reimbursement, Astro has wiped his hands clean of it and said, you're on your own. And th that's why I find this so interesting. These two particular documents that are on the CMS website is so that letter that was sent was rather professional. I, as far as I can tell, this is exactly what was sent to CMS. I found out that this sort of tone explanation, these things were used, but it, it is what it is. But so anyway, just to break in that backstory and the attachment continues. I will send a letter attachment to the members in a couple of days concerning 77301 and 77290 in a better perspective and in chronologic order representing our argument. We will show the costs associated with 77290 that we found a few years ago, 2013, and discussed with members which included the CT simulator, the CT, not the simulation, and how we might better explain 77290 is not included into the 77301 IMRT planning. The simulation procedure happens days before planning starts for all parties, physicians, freestanding and hospitals. Everything I can find in 2015 does not state the initial simulation is bundled into the IMRT plan. The only other mention of this is the NCCI manual, which is so riddled with errors in version 21.0 and 21.1, they probably got this wrong as well. So I personally think this is the physician work in the worst case scenario, and the technical for both the freestanding and hospitals should be unaffected. And again, just to clarify, when he says that the cost or why it shouldn't be bundled factors in the CT, not the CT simulation, what he's saying there is that part of the CPT code valuation is supposed to reflect practice, practice expense, and that for the CT simulation code, which we most commonly write, you know, it's again, 77280 to 77290, part of that code's valuation should include the practice expense of a CT scanner, right? So you can't do a CT simulation in modern day. I haven't seen a conventional simulator, despite my intense efforts, so it seemed to have vanished off the face of the planet, but you cannot do a CT simulation without a CT scanner, and a CT scanner is not free. So the value for that code should include the practice expense of acquiring and maintaining a CT scanner. This is distinct from 77301 IMRT treatment planning because the practice expense of that would be things like computers or a TPS like Eclipse or whatever treatment planning software you're using to do that. And it is inappropriate to just bundle the CT simulation code into the IMRT code but because those don't reflect the same things. Now, it would be different if it was saying we're going to bundle the simulation code into the IMRT treatment planning code and con consummately increase the value of 77301 to reflect different practice expenses, but obviously that's not what happens. So that's a confusing thing. The NCCI, the, the correct coding initiative thing, that's a whole other story for all other day, but I love that it's riddled with errors. It continues. This is heating up everyone, so can we get a consensus sooner than later? It would be great as I'm tired of all the phone calls that I did not generate. We will discuss actual real-life scenarios and dispense with trying to interpret the analytical which may or may not apply to practical applications. The patient is seen by the physician and has received much information, but more times than not, 
still needs more information. So the intent first prescription, clinical treatment plan, is given to the staff usually on the day of the CT simulation after the visit. It seems someone has rewritten the 77261 to 77263 and included many items that do not occur on CT simulation day and occur after physics planning has started. This is from Astro 2015. Treatment planning requires correlation of physical exam findings with imaging studies and special tests to delineate the precise extent of the tumour volume or area at risk, which then leads to determination of the various target volumes to be simulated, the immobilisation devices to be used, and the optimal time or dose fractionation factors to be used. We have, for three decades, explained to physicians, government third-party payers, that clinical treatment planning is a procedure code that is constantly active and changing throughout the course of treatment. It does not happen in one day. It is a process that continues throughout the course of therapy. Maybe we need more RVUs. When we bill the procedure, it is the day of the first intent by the physician so staff can start somewhere. The clinical treatment plan, for example, could be finished and finalised a week before the final treatment in a 40-fraction course of therapy with boost. A problem could be if there is only one physics plan and the intent, say, was given on Friday and the plan finalised the next Wednesday and the treatment is IMRT. Astro is now stating because the dose is finalised, reading the full definition, the physics plan is finalised and now the final clinical plan is finished, we will bill on physics plan date. This is obviously wrong because we have an edit and clinical plans can never be charged on the physics plan date. These edits were put into place on IMRT code 77301 back in 2002. And we left this edit because how can you start an IMRT plan without a prescription? Intent. That is why we left the edit. You cannot bill 77301 IMRT plan with 77263 clinical treatment plan prescription. So in the real world, an intent is given by the physician, the physician and staff then go to work to determine how they will treat the patient, and only until the physics plan is finalised and approved do you really know what is going to happen to the patient, and the final clinical plan is known. I love this so much. I just want to scream. I want to play that from the rooftops continually. And so this is a great sort of illustration of, of what CPT codes are, because this is a very confusing thing. But if you think about the process of care. So if I want to take someone through a course of radiation therapy, the things that start after the consult for that decision is made. So we have this CT scan, which is the CT simulation, the decision about what that plan is going to be, and then the, the treatment planning. Let's say we have someone who's going to do head and neck VMAT, 70 gray and 35 fractions. Step one or code one, you have the CT sim. So the process of bringing the patient in, using the CT scanner, using the expertise and the skills of the radiation therapist to mobilize, set it, do the immobilization, assess if it's correct, yada. That is thing one, procedure one, which is in that case 77290 or the, the simulation, complex simulation. Then I is the physician, the clinical treatment plan at that point I am deciding in this moment in time, I am likely going, to, I'm, I want to do 70 gray and 35 fractions utilizing volumetric modulated arc therapy. Personally, I like dose paint, so I'll do 70 gray, 63 gray, 56 gray in delineating different sort of nodal levels, organs at risk, concurrent chemo, blah, blah, blah. But that is my clinical treatment plan. When I do my contouring and stuff and then dosing physics, create a plan, VMAT that's 77301, which is that. So those are three distinct things. The scan, my decisions about the plan, and the execution of that or the actual treatment planning. And so one, the government is saying, oh, you can't charge the CT simulation and if you're going to do IMRT, and which is how it is today. And then what Hugh is arguing here is that you can't just open and close the book. You can't just and shut the door on the clinical treatment plan and just say, done is done. And this is my head and neck example is a great reason why, because maybe the patient will then, so part of the treatment plan, I, I will say, okay, I want to start on this date one week from now. What if the patient goes and gets dental work done, gets tooth extractions, swelling can't fit, 
I then decide as part of the clinical treatment plan, we need to delay by a week. And then what if he has some, then we can get to the adaptive argument where what if then the patient, the, the tumor response is great and I need to replan. I'm changing all of that. Is the, the clinical treatment plan is that entire decision process where at each of those steps and that's why I just love this is this kind of passage is a great illustration of of how medicine is built and thought of here in America. But I, I love that. So anyway, the letter continues. Seventy-five percent of all treatments to radiation patients are performed in a hospital. The hospital does not build clinical plans, physician only, and only performs procedures under the physician orders. To take away a complex simulation, when an IMRT plan could be brachytherapy plan, 3D plan, has not even started or finalized is absurd to the hospitals. Hospitals drop claims monthly, vast majority. So if an intent is given for 3D planning on a patient, for example, on May 29th, Friday, and the CT simulation is performed, it should actually be named simulation CT as that is the order it occurs. The claim drops to the payer on June 3rd, and on June 4th, the physics plan is finalized and the staff and physician decide 3D is not appropriate treatment, and IMRT was necessary. The simulation was already billed to the payer on June 3rd, and now we have committed fraud because of Astro's new statement that the simulation which happens before the physics planning even starts cannot be charged. Physician normally bill weekly, so the same scenario could occur. We will be filing fraudulent claims. What puzzles AMAC is that the CPT codebook, CPT assistant, and the CPT changes mention nothing of this, and was carefully crafted by Astro and ACR. CPT assistant 2009. Before IMRT treatment planning, the patient undergoes a procedure known as simulation, which is a process that physically aligns the patient for treatment and is reported in this instance by code 77290. Therapeutic Radiology Simulation-Aided Field Setting, Complex. We cannot find any other verbiage to the contrary in any authoritative CPT publication. Why did Astro state this in the FAQ and maybe in an update to the User's Guide 2015, and never state this in the CPT Codebook, CPT Assistant Book, or CPT Changes? Did we miss something? We could not find it. If there is nothing, as we suspect, then that makes Astro the outsider and not a true guide or someone missed adding this to the many AMA publications. That passage brings up an excellent point about Astro being an outsider in that we need to remember that we all talk about and discuss and use the Astro Codebook or the ACRO document or RCC Navigator or things from AMAC that they're gospel, that they have the truth, and it's more like reading the tea leaves of opinions. And that the passages, the laws, the legislations passed down from CMS are murky often, and that even what is written doesn't matter, and that the only thing that matters would be how it is interpreted when the rubber meets the road. So when there's a, a MAC audit, or when there is a KTM whistleblower case, and you have to interpret situations in light of what is written, and who has the better lawyers, and that is the nature of law, politics, of everything. But the these resources are just like this podcast, opinions of a person or persons and not gospel truth. So this next part of the attachment here, I chose not to transcribe. One, because I think this style of text would be difficult for my AI narrator to handle. But two, I think it's too complicated to just read word for word and requires some exposition while going through it. So I'm, I'm going to quote here directly. We realize you have to worry about RVUs and maybe to keep from losing RVUs for 77301, you sacrifice 77290. We will show you the average scenarios below. Again, the concern from the government was that there was this huge increase in spending on radiation therapy due to IMRT for a decade. So therefore, the natural reaction was to closely examine IMRT and see if there was a way to control that. So there's always, there has been and continues to be this quote-unquote attack or at least increased interest in 77301. And so that statement of sacrificing 77290, that kind of aligns with that where this is not written anywhere. This is not an official sort of thing, but 
it's it's very conceivable that in these back and forths, if anyone has seen the play Hamilton in the in, where they reference no one no one was in the room where it happens, I find it totally reasonable that was a conversation that can happen is that in the course of trying to keep 7701 from losing significant value it was well what if we agree to bundle 77290 with 301 and 301 stays intact or whatever level it's a pretty reasonable sort of conjecture on his part and i think that's a, a reasonable sort of and that would also explain the timeline where why when there's this intense scrutiny around this time of 2012, 2013, why is the only thing that changed the Astro coding book to this language and the official CPT, CMS stuff from earlier does not mention this. It's a good conspiracy theory. But so then Hugh in this thing, after proposing that maybe this was sacrificed, he does the math where basically for hospitals that are losing the ability to bill 77290 with, and he uses an average hospital with 30 patients a day, bills about 450 77290 a year, and they're losing 70,000 in Medicare dollars and 180,000 non Medicare dollars. He then does some other math and basically just shows that there is actually a bite. By bundling these things or backdoor agreeing to it, there is a huge loss in reimbursement yearly for hospitals by by this and that. He he writes, I think I would have preferred a reduction on RVUs for 77301. This could have been negotiated with a reduction of $200 to $300 and we would have still come out better. Little conspiracy theory there that I got to be honest, I think is what actually happened, but let's continue on. So we do not understand why you simply cannot remove the FAQ and update to the user's guide, when Astro ACR should have added it to CPT and did not. So the user's guide is only one guideline, and not the final authoritative guidance. Astro has put AMAC and any other company that represents providers in a very difficult position. The other problem is IORT 77469 in CPT Codebook, CPT Assistant Codebook, and the CPT Changes Codebook. The only code bundled into 77469 is 77470. In the user's guide, it states simulation and devices are included on the physician side, but not on the hospital side. So the hospital can bill a simulation and all the devices, but the physician cannot. Why did Astro decide to add this to the user's guide when all other authoritative guidance states the physician can charge these codes? I contacted the director of OPPS and deputy director of OPPS a couple of years ago, and they said CMS policy is you can bill the 77290 that happens days before an IMRT plan, and stated they would instruct the OIG of this policy if they were not familiar with this charge scenario. Apparently, CMS enforcement agrees with Astro currently. I discussed this with DOJ attorneys in a legal seminar meeting and why they have different views on rules. I asked the DOJ attorneys when CMS policy states the opposite of their understanding who is right. The DOJ said it's whoever wins. So if a provider has enough money, we could win and bill 77290. AMAC has overturned many rules and regulations and CCI edits in the past with success. We fought this battle and won back in 2003 and 2004 with Dr. Hevesi, Dr. Steinberg and others. And it keeps creeping up every several years. The NCCI stated this recently, but no one else. And we have been so busy, I've just not had time to discuss this with Dr. Rosen. Maybe I need to now. This might be the most true thing ever written in an email by saying that the DOJ says whoever is right is the person or entity who wins. And many times, most of the times, I'm not going to say all the time, because most things in medicine are not black and white. And that's true for not just medicine, but the entire world. Whoever has the best lawyers wins. Right and wrong are myths. And he is talking about here, and this is something we see to this day, and we have this discussion on Twitter, and it comes up again and again, of direct versus general supervision, where CMS came out with pretty clear guidelines about radiation therapy in a hospital outpatient department can fall under general supervision, and Astro and RCC and 
ACR and various other sort of organizations said, whoa, and they handcrafted this interesting sort of argument about how radiotherapy could, sure, if you want to think about it in a certain way, be delivered under general supervision. If you want to do IGRT, well, that's actually a diagnostic procedure now in that kind of instance. And diagnostic procedures are not to be delivered under general supervision. And at the end, for that whole kind of thing, because it is a version of an interpretation of legislation, but there's just limitless examples of this where the intent is to be clear, like as in they want to be clear, but anytime any sort of legislation or medicine or anything is written, it's always just defining what is the meaning of the word is. Anyway, so the next part of this attachment, so in the structure of this attachment, he has this narrative, and then it is the a snapshot of the astro what they're calling the astro code book is called the user's guide at this point in time or maybe it still is but so then the screenshot of the uh, astro user's guide and so now he's going to input actual emails from 20 years ago now the this these two emails this is the one he sent to cms and then cms's response this was sent in the 2005 2006 era and there's some other ones that I didn't include. You can look at it for yourself on the documents, but so here's the actual sort of email conversation he included. Hello, Cindy and Joan. Happy New Year, and I wanted to congratulate everyone a great job for 2006. Back in 2003, when Debbie Hunter came to work, she sent out Transmittal 32 that stated the following. When billing for the planning of IMRT treatment services CPT codes 77280 to 77295 are not to be billed in addition to 77301. However, charges for those services should be included in the charge associated with CPT code 77301. I contacted you both concerning this information, as well as copying this to Astro, and we all agreed this was an error. Your office sent me the update verbiage and we approved. And then on March 30th, 2004, the correction came out in Transmittal 132 stating the following. If using CPT code 77301 to report IMRT planning services, do not report CPT 77301 with the same line item date of service reported for CPT codes 77280 to 77295 if these codes are also billed during a patient course of therapy. Well, we must have a new employee that does not know the history of this and they have dredged up an old issue that has been settled a long time ago with the Paul Rudolph days. The new transmittal, hospital transmittal, R786 CP effective January 1st, 2006 states. When billing for the planning of IMRT treatment services CPT codes 77280 to 77295 are not to be billed in addition to 77301. However, charges for those services should be included in the charge associated with CPT code 77301. May we please send out an email to all of our clients? We have over 800 hospitals we work with and 4,000 members in our database, stating this is an error, and also, if possible, when will CMS send out a correction to this incorrect transmittal? Hi, Jim. Thanks for bringing the concern about when to use CPT code 77301 to report IMRT planning services to our attention. We did not intend to undo in Section 10 of Transmittal 804, CR 4250, issued on January 3, 2006, what was stated previously in Section 2. A of Transmittal 132, CR 3154, issued on March 30, 2004, regarding when to report CPT code 77301. However, we want to double-check that we have identified all of the appropriate therapy codes. We will then clarify how 77301 is to be reported in the April 2006 CR updating the OPPS, which we aim to issue at least 30 days prior to the new quarter. So I'm not sure what other emails were exchanged subsequent to this. It is not included in the attachment that is in this, these two documents here. So I went through and I checked the April 2006 CR transmittal, and this is what I found. So again, the AMAC sends CMS the request to clarify, saying that 
an old transmittal was copy-pasted, CMS responds saying, thank you for your inquiry, but then saying that they'll look into it and they want to be sure, and they will issue their clarification in the April 2006 transmittal, and there's no other emails in that attachment, and here is the actual April 2006 deal from CMS. We have received several inquiries seeking clarification of the appropriate billing of certain radiation oncology services when such services are performed in conjunction with an IMRT planning service. We have provided such clarification of our billing policy below. Our billing instructions remain unmodified since our issuance of CR 4250 Transmittal 804, issued January 3, 2006. Do not report CPT code 77280 to 77295. When these services are directly linked to and performed as part of, developing an IMRT plan that is reported using CPT code 77301. When the above-mentioned services are performed as part of developing an IMRT plan, the charges for these services should be included in the charge associated with CPT code 77301, even if the individual services associated with IMRT planning are performed on dates of service other than the date on which CPT code 77301 is reported. It really feels like CMS doubled down here, where that is very clear to me that they're saying we've gotten a bunch of questions about this, and if you are billing 77301, you cannot bill 77290 CT simulation, even if it's on a different date. And that's very strange to me, because in this attachment... He includes this email exchange and the response is saying, check the 2006 transmittal. And then if you check that transmittal, it actually says, nope, we're sticking to this can't bail it thing. And then there's nothing the next in the attachment timeline there. AMAC does emails from 2003, 2004, then this exchange from 2005, 2006. And then all this kind of comes to a head in, in 2015. And there's also references to 2013 and stuff. But basically, there's at least a six-year period there where, from my reading of this listserv, these emails and stuff, where they thought this wasn't a problem. I haven't personally gone through, and maybe this is corrected in a later transmittal, like later in 2006 or 2007. or I'm not sure. Because basically, this whole email and attachment is very granular. And it, this seems like a weird thing to leave out where I don't know if that's intentional or whatnot. And I have gone back and forth short of me doing yet another FOIA request to CMS, which takes a long time. And I'll probably, maybe I'll end up doing it anyway, but they, I can't find anything in the government. There's various FOIA reading rooms or FOIA libraries or things. I can't find any, anything else other than this sort of exchange from, from Hugh and AMAC to CMS. Here is the final part of this attachment in the email to CMS. It was too late to get this mistake fixed for the hospitals, and we missed the introduction into the 2016 proposed rules for hospitals coming out in July. CMS would not budge to introduce it. This simulation IMRT plan error is a MPFS physician, RVU ruck issue, and should never have affected hospitals. We have very little pro-provider advocacy anymore, and Astro is a physician organization. Hospitals receive the same reimbursement for 772953D as they do for 77301 IMRT plan, unlike the physicians where the allowables are higher for IMRT planning and mistakenly simulation was thrown in as bundled at the end of 2013. It has never been bundled, and only until late 2013 when this mistake occurred did Astro have a problem on the physician side. Simulation nor CT are bundled into the 77301 IMRT plan APC payment. This is going to result in a minimum of a $250,000 plus loss due to this error for an average hospital. There is not much we can do on the physician freestanding side but get the 77301 revalued again, and apparently this is not an option. The problem could arise where the OIG, whose consultants who are not pro-provider could ask for monies back. This you will not have to refund if you have a good billing department and know-how and data. So after our meetings with CMS in July next month, 
We're going to need all you hospitals to chime in so we can get a separate ruling from CMSOPPS, so either hospitals get an increase in 77301 or we can bill the simulation prior to an IMRT plan. Remember the squeaky wheel gets the oil. If we sit back and do nothing, that is what you will get, nothing. The squeaky wheel gets the oil is really the point of me making this podcast. Just to summarize, because this is a pretty dense and complicated sort of tale, this is a letter that was sent from a very large billing agency representing radiation oncology practices, institutions, hospitals, to Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services back in 2015, stating that they had noticed without explanation that CT simulation 77290 was bundled into IMRT treatment planning 77301. And this was discussed previously in the prior decade. And it was the result of an employee inappropriately copying and pasting an old transmittal. And that the hope of the of AMAC is that this will be addressed. Then the attachment included in this letter details a very long story about how Jim James Hugh calls Astro a quote unquote physician organization and uses it in a negative connotation, saying they don't really support the hospitals and that this wasn't an issue on the hospital outpatient side, on the HOP side, because it was fine on the MPFS side, and that Astro in the codebook went rogue and broke from what the other official CPT sources said about 77290 and 301s being bundled. And he produces these various sort of prior email exchange to back this up, and then encourages additional hospitals to chime in on this and posits a conspiracy theory that perhaps this was sacrificed, that the 77290 bundled into 301 was sacrificed as a way to preserve the value of 77301, which has been and continues to be targeted by CMS for reduction because of the cost of MRT. And it's a high tide raises all ship. And it's interesting to hear this sort of take in it because as a physician myself and as someone who is looking at this in 2023 after everything has gone on with Astro, or not Astro, with the radiation oncology's fall from grace, as it were, of becoming the least competitive specialty in all of medicine from the medical student match after 15, 20 years of, of being the most competitive specialty in the match and the turmoil that you see in the discussions on the, on the internet and in real life and whatnot, and that some of the same criticisms that are being levied now were brought up here. This kind of this could have been an SDN post, honestly, where this was criticisms that have been said in other places, but this is sent to the government by a guy who is not a physician, who is not reading STN, although maybe he's one of the posters, I don't know. And I have to say, I agree with everything he says here, where it's 77301 does not account for practice expense of the CT scan, the CT scanner, and that it really is not reasonable for kind of it to be bundled, and that it does seem likely that maybe this was a sacrificial lamb, and so on and so forth, whatever. The point of making this podcast of social media presence, of things I'll talk about in the future of founding a nonprofit and Amber and Cold Light and all these things aimed at radiotherapy advocacy is this is how the sausage is made. But I don't want to make sausage. I want to make a turducken. I want to stuff one delicious food inside another delicious food, cook it to perfection and share it with my friends and family and everyone benefits. Whether or not legacy organizations or supporters of the establishment or whatnot, if they want to make better choices, that's up to them. I think no matter what any of us do, we're in for a rough five or 10 years. But 
I really believe that the the future is bright based only on the brilliance and compassion I see in my early and mid-career colleagues. Those of us who are in the trenches, as it were, we just have to have hope. This is an infinite game. It's not one where we can win or lose. There's no scoreboard. There's no clock. We just have to not quit. Back to out. This has been a Photon Media production. Don't forget to like and subscribe on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Be well and be mom.